All right, welcome to another very special episode of our PML podcast here. We have a good friend of mine and real estate agent, Manny Pellucci, from uh, the Pellucci Group at Keller Williams, Merrimack Valley, who I work closely with uh, often. Manny, always great having you on. How's it going? It's going great. Great to be back. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And it's always a pleasure. What's been uh, What's been going on in your life? Tell, uh, tell everybody listening a little bit about you and what's going on. Um, yeah, busy, busy. Um, tis the season, right? right? So spring has sprung, as they say. That's our season. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So um, I guess what kind of what we're uh, we're going to talk about today, right? So yeah. we're going to kind of chat about. We're hitting the spring market full force right now. We got a lot of outside variable factors, kind of you know, making an impact in our in our world in our in our business right now, and kind of talk about some of those factors and what's happening in the market right now with rates and inventory and. Uh, what buyers and sellers can expect out there right now. Obviously, Manny and his team are professionals that do real estate full-time, 24-7, all day, every day, helping buyers and sellers. Um, you know, Merrimack Valley is right in Westford, but Manny works with a lot of people in New Hampshire and Massachusetts as well. Um, so what have you seen lately, Manny, with some of the inventory out there? Last time we were doing this in, you know, first quarter of 2022 here, we've been struggling with inventory across the board. But I started to see some, some more listings recently and buyers having a little bit uh, less of a difficult time having offers accepted anyway. Is that something similar to what you're seeing? Yeah. I mean, we're seeing a couple of different things, right? So um, as as you alluded to, so interest rates are up. Um, so naturally, when interest rates are up, you're going to kind of shake out some of the buyers who don't want to leverage, can't leverage money as much as they would have liked. So they kind of fall out of it. Yep. Don't um, have as much liquid. Exactly. Um, so you've got a little bit less um, competition out there. We are seeing more um, more inventory hit the market just naturally from the spring market. Yep. Um, so what, what you naturally would see is actually happening, um, but a few less buyers in the uh, in the market because, like you said, interest rates are up. And um, the competition, although it's still there, um, and it, but it's not quite as fierce as it was um, you know, six months or, or 12 right. months ago. Cash buyers just winning out on everything and going over 100000 and over asking. Yeah, stuff it's like not, that. yeah, it's just not as easy to, to, to leverage your money, right? I've um, noticed appraisal gaps is a big thing now where offers are being submitted by my buyers in, in the listing agents. Not even more, even above that, we're doing it ahead of when the listing agent is even asking for it. We're including it in the offer initially with like buyers will. Um, account for an appraisal gap if the if the house appraises for you know upwards of fifteen thousand less than the you know the contract sale price and they'll pay that fifteen grand but yep. but no more than that type thing are you seeing that with your yeah with yeah your we're listings seeing that we're seeing that we were using that as a tactic it's like um, a standard tactic now huh yeah yeah what used to be um, you know something that was very um, you know specialized kind yeah of, unique kind of, you, you, yeah a little unique and you had it in your uh, in your in your toolbox it's like to, a, you to know, pull out every now, every, now everyone's using it's it nuts, right? man it's nuts it's like you need to have that liquid cash for an appraisal gap or you're you're kind of you know SOL but I had a recent buyer actually that had a $250,000 contract in Keene, kind of a lower purchase price, but we've also seen purchase prices kind of come down and, and the values kind of start coming down a little bit. Not much and not really in all areas, but in some areas. And uh, this house appraised at two forty-five, dollars and it would have killed the deal, actually. I don't know why the sellers had accepted this offer, our offer, 
believe it or not, but uh, they did. And the House lightly appraised. I submitted the request for reconsideration of value, and actually it got approved. The uh, appraiser changed the value to two fifty. It was one of the first times I've ever had a request for reconsideration of value. I was going to say it's pretty rare. I've submitted maybe ten in my career, and uh, I don't think I've ever had one actually come back because you're essentially telling the appraiser that, hey, look, you didn't do your job well enough. Well, here's why. Why didn't you use this comp? Please revise the, your your amount, you know, and you're not going to get compensated anything further. Right. They're like, yeah, kick rocks. You know, <laughs> they're not even going to look at it most times. But we got a lucky, you know, we got a good appraiser this time. And he actually did his due diligence and changed the value and it saved the deal. But uh, in a lot of cases like that, my point is that that shouldn't have killed the deal. The 5,000 light appraisal should have just been a quick little, all right, we'll cover it as the buyer side and then it's over with. But this buyer happened to not have that type of liquid money where he could afford just that $5,000 extra. And, you know, lo and behold, it worked out. I mean, what's funny is that we're talking about, you know, the buyer would just have to pick up the difference. Yeah, you know, right. Where I mean, in the past, they in would this just market, reduce, in this market, the sale price. yeah, right. in, in this market, right? We just we're just assuming the buyer's going to pick it up. The right. buyer's going to pick it up. So the buyer's kind of been eating, eating, and on the hook for that. Oh. When in the past they've just reduced the sale price, and it's been a reduced, exactly. you know, negotiation. Exactly. But now it's like, yeah, you don't even. It's not even like a question anymore. Oh, low appraisal. Either buyer pays the difference, or it's, or we're moving on. Yeah, <laughs> like it's yeah. crazy. It is. Uh, it, it's definitely crazy. I mean, even. Um, you know, on, on some listings that we've had, we've we've had offers that we liked, but we didn't like some of the terms, so we we push back, and you essentially get almost whatever it is that you're looking for just to get somebody to, to get into a house, right? Right. right. So like wave um, this, wave that, wave inspection. You know. Yeah, saying. yeah. So it's um, scary. You know, it, yeah, it is scary. Um, so I, I guess for for the for anybody out there who's thinking of buying, make sure that you've got yourself a real pro. Yeah. Um, who sure. will negotiate for you and um, and has your best interest at heart. Yeah, um, that's some of the best advice that you can get right now in this market is that yeah. if you're planning on buying or selling a house right now, doing a for sale by owner or, or buying a house on your own without having a reputable agent steering you and guiding you along is completely the wrong choice right now. You need a professional that's going to be able to guide you and navigate these waters because they're rough right now. It's a rough time out there for rough seas and uh, – you know, you're not going to be able to just hop on a boat and navigate and steer the ship because you don't know what the heck you're doing. These are people that do this every day for a living, and you want that person to guide you. I mean, when you when you hop on a plane to go travel to go visit your relatives, you don't hop behind the pilot seat and fly the plane. You know what I mean? Because that's not what you do for a living. But in mortgages and in real estate, you got to trust the professionals, and there's no time more so than right now where that is you know, true. Yeah. I mean, everybody knows a real estate agent, right? Um, you know, it's whether true. you have one in your family, you know, someone, my, my, the best advice I can give to anybody who's looking to buy right now is do your due diligence, um, interview plenty of agents, find out what their background looks like. And it's not always, Hey, can you get me the most money off? Right. right? Because that's, although that's all great, what kind of terms are, are you are you gonna really push for me to have that home inspection? Right. Can how's your network? What's your network look like? Do people do other agents that know you? Right, other do, agents do, know uh, you. Do other <laughs> agents want to work with you? Yep. Um, do they so, know you and like you and and you know and you have a good reputation in the in the community and in the you area? Know, we've been real fortunate, and um, you know, I, I actually just had this on my uh, on my Facebook post um, recently. Our last four buys. Um, all in this crazy market have all been for either asking price or one dollar above asking price. So our last four 
have a nice. net of one dollar over asking. That's awesome. Um, and we're talking, you know, north of north of three and a half million dollars worth of, of real estate. That's pretty cool. Um, so it's um, so you're guiding your buyers in the right way and, and really protecting their best interest and protecting it is. their, their, I'm their protecting money. Protecting their dollar, yeah. Um, which is you know. I'm their fiduciary. Right? Yeah, that's so huge. that's my that's, that's my job is to right. make sure that I protect their dollar. Absolutely. But more importantly, I'm pr- not just protecting their their dollar today, but I'm protecting their dollar tomorrow. Yeah, their future. We're interest. getting inspections. Um, we're pushing for those inspections, um, and I think it's a a lot has to do with the fact that um, we're very strategic about how we place our offers, but we also have a reputation of being easy to work with. For right? sure. For so sure. our our co-brokes are excited to work with us because they know they're going to have a smooth transaction. Yeah, absolutely. I can actually attest to that. Everybody has really good things to say about the Pellucci Group and Manny in, in general. I mean, you guys, you guys definitely have a good reputation, easy to work with, you know, very pleasant. Manny's a great guy. It's typically what I hear from other people that I talk to about you, um, things like that. You know, just uh, that's huge in this market, especially because when you submit an offer and that list agent sees those 30 offers come through, they're going to start looking at things that separate some of the offers from other offers, like agents that they know and have a good reputation, is a big one. Who's you know, the lender? Who's, who's the, the lender, lender on the other is, side? That's a big one as well. And that's kind of similar to what we've been experiencing here is some of the lenders that don't have the best reputations have started kind of falling out because their offers just aren't getting accepted in this market because the agents that know better will steer their clients from going that route well, because they know it'll just be a, 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 you know, a nightmare. Yeah, well, what's happened in this market is, um, you know, because we're seeing seven, eight, nine, 12, in some cases, 20 offers um, to, to kind of sift through those 20 offers, you need to go through it. And I know, you know, on the listing side, we'll look at it. And the first thing I'm doing is I'm, I'm vetting every one of these, um, of these offers based first on um, naturally the, the, top, the top line, but then I'm immediately going to find out who the lender is. That's right? the second. That's number two is who's that, who's that lender? Is, is there a lender? And if there is a lender, who's that lender? Do I know them? Do I know their reputation? Have you worked with them before? Have I worked with them before? What's what's their reputation? Do they get people to the finish line? Um, so that uh, that does it, it. It plays it plays into every single decision, um, and and you know it's. They're factors that weigh into the decision of having offers accepted or not in the past, but now it's like they weigh in drastically. And Absolutely. it's like those are factors that actually, you know, can make or break whether or not your offer is accepted or not. Well, we get such strong offers coming in, right? So you need to differentiate yourself some way, right? I have to pick one. Um, you know, on the listing side, we we call every offer we get, we talk to the LO. Um, and if we're getting, you know, if they're unresponsive on that initial phone call. Yeah, that's not good. That's not, it's not a great start, no. right? Um, so, especially because we get such a short window to respond to these offers. Yeah, and because it's a tight little window of time right now where people's buying power has gone and shrunk drastically from, you know, even in the beginning of this year in 2022, January, we were just looking at that chart. Yeah, where I've actually got it right in front of us here. Yeah, where rates in the early January were in the high twos, low threes. You know, somebody could afford upwards of, you know, I think it was over half a million dollar purchase price and come now we're in the middle end of actually end of April now. Rates are mid fives in that same buyer who could afford a half a million dollar plus purchase price has shrunken down to what, like 350 somewhere? In yeah, there? It, 330. Uh, yeah. So January of last year, we were looking at an average um, a purchase power of 415,000. 
that same buyer, nothing's that nothing's changed except the interest rate. Yep. Um, today can afford three hundred thirty-one thousand. Yeah, to, so uh, to be al- at the same payment. Almost, almost. So what was that four fifteen yeah, to so three thirty? Almost a yeah. hundred thousand dollar purchase price drop just from the interest rates, guys. And that's only all over the last like. Two months. Yeah, and, and and if you think about that and you're like, oh, well, all right, well, I'll just kind of change up what it is that I'm looking for. Um, so what's available out there at 415, um, not much to begin with, right? Now you're talking about what's available at 331. Even less. It's Well, <laughs> even less, but it's a completely different, it's a different property. Right. Right? So what you were expecting to get at 415, you're not you're not going to get at 331. Yeah, yeah. You're probably so, not going to get the single family, you know, Cape style. That's a beautiful yeah. house. So there is a cost. Of, there is a cost of waiting. Um, and, you know, you can it, look at it this way, right? It's it's one of those situations that unfortunately that, that, that the reality we live in, it's pay me now or pay me later. Yeah. Right. So you can either pay, um, you know, top dollar for this property at low interest rates. Just that's the nature of the beast. Or as interest rates go up, property values are going to go down. That's it. But you're still going to be paying over the long haul. You're still paying more. That's right. That's right. right. Yeah. So, it's like the discussion we were having six months ago where we were like, hey, you can buy now where values are up through the roof, but rates are the lowest they've ever been. Or you can wait to where values start coming down, but the rates are going to go up and you're going to end up paying more for your house than you would, even though it's $150,000 less of a house. Yep. You know, your rate's 2% higher. Yep. You know, yeah, because over 30, it doesn't sound like a lot, right? You're talking about, you know. A percentage point is ridiculous. You start, you know, you start talking about a couple of tenths over the course of thirty years. It, yeah, makes it, a big difference. Now totally we're talking does. about full percentage points. Oh yeah, percentage point um, makes a big. Di- I would say one percent increase in rate makes a sig- more significant increase in the overall monthly payment than increasing the loan amount by fifty thousand yeah, no dollars. You know what I mean? I would say that's probably about equal right there. Maybe yeah. thirty-five to fifty thousand dollars right there. Yeah. Um, or one point increasing by the rate. So rate has an enormous impact on somebody's overall purchase power and buying power. So ultimately, if you started your buying process pre-January of this year and you still haven't found a home, you need to contact your lender or loan officer to, to kind of uh, restructure your pre-approval because if you're still out there submitting offers and you're submitting offers thinking in your mind your rate still is somewhere in the threes or even the fours, you need to call your LO and think again because yeah. they're not. They're in yeah, the fives it, now. Yeah, and just to get back to that point, right, um, you know, a couple of things. When we're on the listing side, we're looking at who that lender is. I'm also looking at how old is that pre-approval? Right. Is it right. more than two weeks old? Because if it's more than two weeks old, odds are good that it's going to change. That's a big right? one. Yep. So we're asking, I mean, we're, we're getting with all our buyers and uh, we just did it yesterday, right? You and I, mm-hmm. um, we, you know, we had a conversation and said, hey, you know, these guys were pre-approved. Um, let's let's get it updated because we're trying to get into something. Yeah, um, that's so right. We had, we Marie had to, and Bruno. Yep, yep. So we had to update their pre-approval. Um, if you're not do, if you don't have an agent that's that's advising you of these things, they're not doing their job for you. Right. Um, and you really need to reevaluate who you've got, or even an um, agent that stays in touch with people like that. Like yeah. they were looking to buy. How many? I mean, <clears throat> I think it was August of 2021. We started working with them. Maybe even May of 2021. I don't even know. Uh, but long time ago. And, uh, you know, they hit the pause button for their buying. And, you know, all of a sudden um, you reach out to them because your sphere of influence and your team keeps communication open with people in a a way that makes sense and works. It's not overbearing on them and they're not being overloaded with emails or calls. But at the same time, you're staying in communication with them so that when they're ready to press go again, you're right there, can help them out and get them into the house. And that's exactly what we're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to make sure that, you know, obviously you have a an agent who's got a great relationship with the lender. Um, you know, another thing that, and, and I appreciate is we've got, um, 
you know, we've, we've got some um, some real competition in, in some properties. So what you know what we've done, um, Ian and I is you know Ian's reaching out and he's calling listing agents when we submit offers. Yep. And and talking about the the financial um, strength of our clients um, and a little bit about PML and you know what they offer and how they get people to the finish line. Yep. Um, so. That goes a long way. Yeah, the um, listing agents have loved that. Yeah, because it takes a little bit off our plates, right, right. as listing agents, right? Yep. I don't have to go and make that phone call. That phone call is getting made. Right. Yeah, it's you can it's check coming that, in. that task right off without even having to do it. And again, it it goes to, hey, this is their forward thinking, right? right. So I would rather work with somebody who's going to be proactive and call me rather for than sure. me waiting, you know, them waiting around for me to call them. Right. Um, or maybe not even picking up that phone, right? So... Um, you know, again, one of the added benefits of, of working for uh, working with someone like Ian, um, who's going to who's going to do that for you. Yep, absolutely. That's been a huge value add for buyers in this market that I've had listing agents actually comment that the offer was accepted because of the fact that they received a call from us on the lending side and that we answered our phone and replied really quickly into certain questions or comments that they had. Um, they love that. They know that that's going to set up a smooth transition or transaction when the lender actually replies on a very quick timeline and actually is proactive and reaches out to them on certain stuff instead of them having to reach out to us. Yeah. In this crazy market, um, as a buyer, you need to do, or, or a buyer or a buyer's agent, you have to do everything you possibly can to differentiate yourself from every other offer. Yep. Um, and it's those little things that go a long way. It's not just the, the top line dollar anymore. Um, that's it, so it's, true. Yeah. I've seen that. Yeah, that's so true where the buyers are not, the sellers aren't just off accepting offers because it's the highest price point anymore. Yeah. I mean, we actually just closed on one yesterday um, that we had a, uh, we had a very successful um, transaction um, and the, the people that we picked, they were the fourth, uh, third or fourth highest offer. Wow. We didn't go with the highest offer because there was too, too many pitfalls. Yeah. Right. So we actually picked someone who is a little bit less. Um, so it's, it's not, not every decision is top line driven. Um, it, it really, it, it, where am I going to have the smoothest transaction? Where am I going to, where can my seller feel confident that they can take the next step the, to the next chapter of their life right. um, with as little heartache as possible. Exactly. Right? Yeah. How, how, how can I make it so that this doesn't interfere with their goals and plans to get this thing closed so that they can move on with the next chapter of their life and on a timely, in a timely manner and hit all like, you know, those milestone dates and exactly. everything. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, um, you know, everything's coming in, in this market, everything's coming in over asking, right? <laughs> yeah, still. Yeah. Um, so th they're still getting at least what they want, if not more. Um, you know, it goes to that, that old adage that, you know, I tell all my, all my, um, my sellers is that, you know, um, pigs get fat and hogs get slaughtered. Yep. That's a good right? one. That's, like that's Mark Cuban. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Cuban. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. I like it though. Yeah. Um, it's good... so it's, um, you know, it, it definitely get what you can, but don't, um, you know, don't, don't reach for the moon because, you know, some, they're going to be pitfalls along the way. Yeah. I, that's, that's also great advice. I would say, you know, manage and set proper expectations, you know, and a, a good real estate agent like Manny and his team will, will, they'll do that for you guys. When you have your initial consultation or at some point in the beginning stages, they're going to run through with you guys, you know, proper expectations to have. You can't go into this market or really any market and think, 
I want, you know, X, Y, and Z, and I want myself to, I want this beautiful new, you know, modern kitchen and with this and this and this, because you're not going to get all of those things. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just not going to happen. You know, so you have to have proper expectations, manageable expectations that the realtor can kind of put into reality for you or not. And, uh, you know, in, in this market, it's really tough to make that happen. Yeah. And, you know, we spend a lot of time with our, with both, um, you know, on the buy side and the list side of, of setting the expectations right. of this is what's going to look like. We run through every permutation that, that possible. Um, you know, a good intake should take 30 to 45 minutes right. if you're doing it right. If you're just going to, you know, put some paperwork in front of them, um, there needs to be value to to it too, right? Um, you know, gone For are the sure, days yeah. where you're just putting a buyer's agreement in front of somebody and saying, hey, listen, I need you to sign here or, can't, <laughs> or, or, or you're not going to be able to see properties. Right, right. Right. Um, you know, with the advent of the computer, That's we can funny. all we can all see everything. You need to sign right? here. Or, uh, yeah, you're not going um, to see anything. So, what, you know, what's what's your value proposition? <laughs> why are why are why sign with me? Right, right. Yeah, um, what separates me above what, the, you know uh, yeah, the competition? No, yeah, no different. Um, you know, when you're talking about going through an offer, right? Like. 10 offers True. on a property. True. It's no different, right? You have everybody it's like knows hiring somebody. Everybody <laughs> knows an agent. You're you're hiring your agent, yeah. right? Um, you know, a lot of people feel like, oh, uh, it's a buyer's agent. I'm not paying for the buyer's agent. You are. You're paying for the buyer's agent. Yeah. Um, it's just my as a buyer's agent, what my fee is baked into the price, right? right? Yeah. So ultimately, you're bringing the money to the table, right? So you are paying me. Um, it's just indirect. So if you're going to be paying for something, right, don't just get somebody who's going to send you an MLS listing and unlock a door for you to walk in. Right. Get somebody with some knowledge. Get somebody who's That's so true. Who, who you want to build a relationship with right. that has your best interest in mind. Exactly. Uh, we're not transactional. We, we, you know, we love to do a lot of transactions. We've got a lot of buyers. We've got a lot of sellers. We, you know, but it's... Um, it's always personal with us, right? Yeah. Um, it, we, we don't just do it to get to the closing table. Um, there's there's a process. I, I advise clients that this isn't the house for them. Right. Um, you know, it, it looks great. Um, yeah, but, you know, th this isn't... Based on what you're looking for and all the yeah, parameters. Based on all like our, just... Yeah, based on all our conversations. So we can take the emotion out of it right. where the buyer really can't, right? Yeah. So sometimes our job is to protect them from themselves. Oh, absolutely. Because, yeah, what you're saying, like people listening may not like kind of that don't do this for a living, might not think like really understand uh, uh, situationally what that looks like, but it happens all the time. Literally a buyer will get super emotional when they go into a house and they'll have a set of parameters that they need this, this, and this, but then they'll go into a house and get super emotional. I love it. Let's make an offer. What, how many offers are there? Oh, what, when do they do buy six o'clock? Agent, we need to get this. Well, well, let's just take a step back for a second and look at this. These, this house doesn't even meet your criteria. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, right. So what, I mean, buyer fatigue is a real thing. Yep. Um, and I think, and not I think, I know because we've, we've had to, to kind of get our buyers and kind of realign and make sure that we're, that we're on the same page again. Right, right. Um, it's not become, let's go find me the right house. Now it's, let's go find a house that I can get, I can get an offer yeah, accepted on. It, it yeah. becomes, it, the goal isn't to get a house anymore. The goal is to win the bid. Win the bid. Just, it right? becomes like a competition, it's, right? Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They so, just don't want to lose anymore. Yeah, right? yeah. So, um, again, it's, there's, there's not, there's, 
people popping Nothing champagne sh- bottles. <laughs> you know, three months ago they started. Six months ago they were looking for like this, like eight hundred thousand dollars. Like, now they're popping champagne bottles because they got this like two hundred thousand dollars manufactured. <laughs> like we won. Yeah, yeah. So it's <laughs> oh uh, shit. What did we win? <laughs> yeah, it's a. Um, it's one of those things where um, you've got to make sure that you've always got that initial conversation that you had, um, and you need to remind your your buyers of it because sometimes they tend to forget. So. It can't be a oh man we've been we've looked at seventy four homes um, over the last five months. If it's not the right home, then we're gonna go look at number seventy five. Right. Um, it's not a matter of I just got to get you. I got to get your offer accepted somewhere. Like we, that's not that's not someone taking care of you. Yeah, um, that's somebody that's in a rush to are. get a paycheck. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And um, you know we're we're not about um, going out there and hitting home runs, right? Right. We'll. we'll um, and, and striking out three times. Yeah, I mean, we you'd would, rather take good care I, of somebody throughout the long process and make sure that all their goals are met, you know, and, and they're getting exactly what they're looking for yeah. when they hired you on to be the real estate agent. So, And even if that means you reminding them of what they hired you for in the in the beginning, once they kind of their goals get skewed and once their emotions kind of run high and, you know, they've had 75 properties under their belt and 18 offers not get accepted and they're starting to get fatigued, that's when you kind of hop in. You're like, guys, look, we we got to stay, we got to stay level headed. We got to stay on the path. Eventually, yeah. house seventy six might be your new house, you know, and it and it is in a lot of cases. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's the most stressful thing you could possibly do, right? It's the biggest purchase you're likely going to ever make in your life. Um, so that comes with its own set of stress. Yep. And now you put it in a pressure cooker in this environment that we're in. Yeah. Um, and the stress just goes through the roof. So, it really does. It's um, our, you know, we've got to alleviate as much of that stress as we possibly can. Yep. Um, so it, it's um, yeah. it's the goal. I it's, I used to say um, to to clients in the beginning. I don't I haven't I don't anymore. But uh, you know, it's like buying a house is kind of like taking a flight somewhere like there's always going to be turbulence in the best weather ever. you know you could have a beautiful day but there's it's still going to be turbulence and i'm my job is to prepare you for that turbulence and then handle that turbulence and navigate it once it once it arises and just know and trust that i'm a professional pilot this is what i do and i'm going to make sure we land you safely at the finish line so make sure you understand that when the turbulence comes up it's it's just normal. You know, we'll, we'll handle it. We'll satisfy the conditions. We'll get any problems, hurdles jumped over. You know, we're, we're good. Yeah. We're and, the best pi- and the best pilots out there are the ones that um, when you land, you're like, oh, that was a great a great flight. Right. It, right? Was, it, was, it, was, right. It, was, it was a great flight, but they didn't realize that we did navigate Nine through Nine million some, things under we, the we radar. We did navigate like, through some turbulence almost, there, Almost right? actually went into the freaking, <laughs> you know, Adriatic Sea yeah, over there. But, yeah, uh, yeah no, I, I hear you. That's so true. And that's, we, you know, we do that a lot, actually. It's like we hide a lot of what, you know, kind of happens behind the scenes because we don't need to put the buyers under that pressure. We don't need them to go through the stress of, of knowing that nope. their debt-to-income ratio went over the limit and they were no longer approved, and I had to kind of work out some kinks on my end to get that ratio back below the limit. They don't need to know they didn't qualify for the loan for two days. Yeah, yeah it's, <laughs> they um, and again, their house was out for two days. They lost it. it it's about, um, <laughs> and again, I, when we talk about who um, are you going out, are you interviewing your agents, right? What do their networks look like? Not who are all the agents you know, which is great, Right, but you know who are they aligned with as far as lenders as other as other purveyors, right? Right. Can who are their partners? Who who are their partners? Who are their go to? Um, do they have great communication with their lender? Um, that's a big one. That's a big one. Do they have great communication with their attorney? That's awesome. Um, yeah, the attorney. You know, so I, you know, I, I've got a you know I, I've got a list of of people that I 
love to work with. Um, and I try to keep that very small, very tight, um, because I can't communicate effectively with a list of 50 people. Right. Right. So I want two to three that I trust that I can call um, at a moment's notice at 6.08 p.m. when I know that you've been at the aquarium all day with your family. <laughs> Um, right. And say, hey, I, um, you know, I need, um, I, I need some help. I know it's, uh, I know it's a Sunday, and I know you're, uh, you know, that's right. You're, you're on family time, but or it also makes it so that we do go above and beyond for the partners that we have. You know what I mean? It's like you can't spread yourself thin for, you know, having so many people out there that you're aligned with, but knowing that you trust the partners that you have, and it's a tight circle. Like you, you will go and do things that you wouldn't do for other people for those, those you know, those partners. Um, And that's what creates also added value for the clients because you have people that are working for you creating a situation that leads to just less hurdles and less stress and obstacles because the communication is dialed in, the trust is dialed in, everybody's on the same page, and it just creates a smoother process. I'll tell you, there's no better phone call to get, right, than, hey, this problem came up and this is what we did to solve it. Right, right. So I just want to keep you in the loop, right? I, so there are, there are teams that don't even – that don't make that phone call, oh, yeah, right? No. They just let the, – the, the problem just happens, right. and then they have to get everybody kind of fostered. Or that phone call is like, hey, this, this, this problem the, popped up. What are we going to do about it? Right, right. Um, or there's teams that will go out and um, talk about the problem and then just give an update to the client and say, hey, this is what happened. This is how we dealt with it. This is how we resolved it. Um, just want to just yeah. want to make sure that you um, that you're in the loop and you know. Yeah, and that's, that's it. That's probably so, some of the most valuable advice I've ever been given as a loan officer is um, you have to stay solution oriented and solution mindseted because the buyers they will get caught up in the turmoil and in, in the you know the the rigmarole of like the 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 finger pointing and the blaming and if turbulence pops up and there's a problem they'll just start finger pointing and nitpicking and they won't stay solution oriented and solution based because you need to be if you guys want to cross the finish line we can all point fingers at one another all day long here about whose fault this is or we can work on the solution and get this buyer across the the table across the line and the seller you know their money um you know because if you don't if problems come up it's just a matter of working with one another to get them solved and get them resolved and it, you're absolutely right i've had people and agents in the past where little tiny issues will pop up and they will be completely like metastasized into these cata- ca- catastrophic issues that should have never gone this far sure. but because the you know the agent kind of flipped out when they heard it like and relayed that stress to the buyer who's sort of already on eggshells because they're buying a house they're working 50 hours a week they got kids you know it's stressful so now they're they're on edge because their real estate agent's on edge and all I did was want to update the real estate agent with this issue that we had and now we resolve but it's a you know so remaining calm keeping your clients calm and trusting is huge in this business as well. So yeah. that's a great point. Yeah. So, and, you know, advice that I was giving early on, um, you know, the number one thing that people complain about um, with their real estate agents is the, the number one complaint is that I, I wasn't communicated with, um, you know, whether it be before, during, or even after the transaction. I mean, a majority of the mistakes happen after the transaction, right? Like, right. how's everything going? Is is it everything that, that you thought it would be? You know, keep that relationship alive. But mm-hmm. um, through the transaction, like, you can't over-communicate, no. right? No. Um, when you're over-communicating, 
your client will tell you, hey, listen, you know, you don't have to, and you don't have to give do me, you don't have to, yeah. Unless it's bad info you're giving absolutely. them or just pointless info that nobody needs to know. Yeah, you know? no, it, um, you know, you, you can't over communicate no. with, your, with your clients. You're so giving the more them good info that they want to know or need to know. Yeah, the more information they have, um, the, the, the better decisions they can make. Right. Um, so and they can never come back at the end and say lack of communication is the you know biggest problem right. I have because yeah. uh, I, I, and I'll tell you I haven't had I haven't had a lack I wouldn't of communication. Think so. Yeah, I mean between like yeah, I wouldn't think so. You guys are great at that. Um, and it's as not, you could tell we love to talk, right? Well, yeah, I mean it, but it, it's it's valuable stuff that people are sent. You know, if they're buying or selling, it's actual like helpful stuff that they're sent or important information they need to know and it's not sort of just these emails that go out regularly that have information that nobody really cares about or needs no, because that happens a lot with brokers out there that kind of just, you know, they overload yeah. you with communication because that's communication is paramount in this business. But it's like you need and, valuable communication. And, and the key, too, is, you know, and again, part of our buyer intake um, or seller intake is, you know, how do you like to be communicated with? Yeah. Right. Are you someone who likes emails? Do you, you know, are you really busy and you can get your information as you deem fit or do you that's need true. to have it immediately? Some people like talking text message. Do you need like a text. phone call? Right. So it's how do you like to be communicated with? That's question, yeah. question two. So is how do you like to be communicated with? Answer, guys, with a direct comment or email underneath here with how you like to be communicated with it. Manny and his team or myself will reach out to you and uh, we'll get you into your new home. No, Absolutely. I'm just kidding. Don't do that. But you can comment <laughs> or reach out to Manny or myself anytime. Uh, Manny and his team are phenomenal. I've worked with them for a while now. And, um, you know, I'm looking for many more years, looking forward to many more years of uh, success together um, with Manny and his team at the Pellucci Group. So, Manny, always a pleasure having you on. And, uh, you know, you're a good friend of mine. We're going to have some have to get out play some golf here soon no doubt um but i've been working on my game a little bit this year so i think uh play a little bit better than the last time when i went out with you i yeah. sucked that day yeah and it was awful and if you're out there um we we won't um put your uh, your buy on pause to go golf we'll absolutely <laughs> not no nope, no nope, that is not what we're about we golf um either when you know when it, when, when we can it, when, when it's we quiet can. When yeah it's when, quiet. when it's quiet after you've already gone under contract. Exactly. <laughs> but Manny, great having you on. Thanks for coming on the PML podcast. And uh, any any last in advice yeah, or no, insight? Th- no, uh, I just want to thank you again for uh, for the great partnership and and having me on. Absolutely, um, you've guys. Been a, you've been a great partner and, uh, you know, looking for many, many more years of it. Absolutely. Guys, if you're buying or selling a house in this spring market, reach out to Manny and his team at the Pellucci Group, Keller Williams, Merrimack Valley. They'll help you and make it seamless for you. And like he said earlier on, they'll protect your money and ultimately your finances, which is the most important part of buying a house. So reach out to the Pellucci Group.